Welcome to the Crazy Poultrying Podcast. I am your host, Ian Gallo Loco, and to join me today to talk about a big film is our own special Suicide Squad here, and that is Nick Gallo Loco over there. Yeah, I know, I already screwed up. Nigger's Chicken. Sorry. Howdy, guys. Happy uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, one of the earliest times that we've actually been able to start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Damon the Gobbler Anderson. Hey there. Uh, so big buzz coming out this week was it, it's so we're on the east we're on the east coast so it would be the Suicide Squad because as James Gunn put it it's the Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad on the west coast because mm. oh. they're like you know fancy yeah um, but. This is James Gunn's way of creating these new characters, uh, put them in this fun situation. Uh, the one challenge, though, I'm going to put out here right now is I want to just talk about this one. We are not going to bring up the other one as far as comparing. Well, that, that, that works, but definitely it needs to be spoken about because of some of the returning characters. Yeah, and I mean... So, that. I mean in general, that, but, but like quality-wise, yeah, we're we're not gonna mention how we feel about the other film okay. because we all kind of do know. Yeah, and if we want to just take like a sidebar and talk about that for a little bit, then we can. Okay, but uh, because I want to give James Gunn the full respect here yeah. because this is his film, this is the one that he wanted to do. Um, so we have the Suicide Squad now out. Um, with a gigantic cast of characters, yeah. uh, and I'm going to be blunt, I don't know who pretty much most of these people are, because I never read the comic, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew I knew a, a good handful, I didn't know all of them, like there was, uh, yeah, there, there was the Mongal, I didn't really know her Mong too much, yeah. um, and then uh, Michael Blackguard was Savant. Yeah, like, I knew Savant, but I, I wasn't, like, really aware of Blackguard all too much. Or Weasel. Like, like I, I was, I, I don't know why, I thought it was, like, a different character when I first seen him, and then... Um, Who's actually voiced by James Gunn's brother. Sean. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, that was, you know, a pleasant surprise, but, like, <laughs> I definitely think that it was... I, I really actually appreciate that a lot, that he's bringing in characters that not many people know, because, you know... I'm not going to mention how my feelings are, but if you look at the original, and that's a lot of well-known characters in that. Like, Deadshot is a big... I mean, he's been in other Arkham games. Like, he's a big part. Like, he's... You know, when people say, like, Suicide Squad, like, he's always usually, like, around there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then... So, bringing in some of these other characters that, like, are a little less known. Although, I will say King Shark has... You know, he... When I went to the DC fandom, he didn't really... He played it off like he wasn't well known, but King Shark has been getting a lot of buzz, especially with the Harley Quinn show and all that. Like, well, yeah, that's the only interpretation of King Shark that yeah. is to me right now since I started watching that show. And just going off of the trailer for this one, I was like, okay, this is not the same King Shark from that series. No. <laughs> well, King so, Shark has many interpretations. Whether he's yeah. smart, like I've seen, like I've seen him, you know, he is sometimes just a shark. So, like, it's, I don't know, this was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, but this one is set more on the fictional island of, what was it, Kill Mortis? Something like that. And 
the only like other stuff that we get is actually like flashbacks. It's mostly revolving around this one mission that they're all doing together, basically. Yeah. Uh, and like how you previously said, returning characters, uh, we have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn because why not? Would we get her back? Jolly Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Flag. He was there. Uh, Rick Flag. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman. And uh, Viola or Viola Davis, however you want to pronounce it, as Waller. She she cannot play yeah. anybody else besides like no one else could play that role. Like she is a perfect fit. Yeah. If, like if, if there was intimidating as well. Yeah. If there definitely was a standout of the past few of those, I would say it's her as that character. Because well, it's like, it, she's you know there's a lot of sometimes you a character falls into a place and they look like them, they act like them. And that's, you know, we just seen that with Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It falls into the character perfectly, and she falls into that character absolutely to a T. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, the actor that I knew going into this that kind of disappeared for me, like, as far as, like, that I knew it was this actor, yeah. but I did not see that, was uh, Nathan Fillion. TDK. Yeah. I honestly didn't. He had a mask on. <laughs> I didn't recognize him either. Yeah, but I mean, his voice even kind of sounded a little yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and just based on what I have seen Nathan Fillion, I did not get a Nathan Fillion vibe off of him. So yeah. that's kind of a positive to him. <laughs> and the character he played, the detachable kid. Oh, God. <laughs> that that was funny. And then Javelin. Yeah. Who actually played a big part? His weapon did at least, mm-hmm. in, like the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, J- was he like, didn't himself. Uh, but, uh, interesting know. enough, J- Javelin, like you know, like like I said, this is what I appreciate about appreciate about Gunn doing what he did because he didn't bring in like like if we look at the you know the first one, we didn't need Joker again. He no. he shouldn't even been a part of that film. But then like so, Gunn just was like, I'm just gonna scrap all that. And I'm going to bring in, you know, that we're going to have some familiar faces so that way you can hang, you know, give, keep a little bit of interest. And then we're also going to bring in, you know, some big names that people recognize to play characters that may not be as known. Like, uh, Idris Elba's character. Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Again, probably not in the radar of most people who don't read comics. No. A, like, lot, a lot of people he was like thought he was actually replacing Will Smith. Yeah. And yeah. And no. He, and he didn't. He was a different like, not character. even close. And it, that, that's the thing that I appreciate about that is, you know, they're bringing in, you know, characters because then you're more interested in seeing it if you see like, like Idris Elba's name on it. You're like, oh, I want to see that because I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about his character and it can also bring into the idea if you see a character that you like, you may actually further and go into look for that character more. So he's even bringing it into possibly showing out some of these characters later on and, you know, selling comics, honestly. Which, I mean, we also got a free comic since we pre-ordered our tickets. Yeah, and I really appreciate in the comic that if you open it up, like, there's little parts where it says, like, these are some graphic novels of the Suicide Squad that you can look into that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. Like, I, I, I really do, like, there's a lot of detail within everything that was surrounding it and that's the one thing I appreciate like out of probably the most in the film is the thing and then uh, probably the villain I really appreciate too the fact that he brought you know that to the big screen and you're referring to the actual largest villain in this yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah I saw someone complain on Facebook like I don't ever remember that and it's like 
never being like that big and I'm like literally the first comic run that he was a part of yeah he's literally that big he's as big as a city like so I, I don't know and at some interpretations he's as big as the world so I, I don't know where that guy was coming from but it's just cool seeing a like lesser known villain like I had a feeling if you watch some of the animated stuff and all that that you've seen or heard about Star at some point but bringing it into you know bringing it from that medium to the big screen mm-hmm. is crazy like you know there's some villains we've never seen like done well yeah. and thankfully I feel like this one was done well like you know if we look at like Fantastic Four and Galactus it was the most useless you know it was useless like it was just the stupidest way to bring a villain that big to the live action and like sometimes it's but, done right which a uh, funny just sideways spar thing Loki did a cloud villain and it was actually done better <laughs> uh, but besides that uh, although we've also not mentioned uh, John Cena it was in there as I was peacemaker. a big standout I was surprised yeah. well when you when you play a giant douche to play a giant douche <laughs> it's almost like it fits I mean, yeah, either it's too far on the nose or you're like, Gee, yeah. He knocked <laughs> it, I, I, I'll give him this. He knocked it out of the park. Yeah. He like, made me laugh like a, a lot. You know, I usually when I see John Cena's in a film, I'm just like, oh, yeah. okay. And then when I saw this, and I was like, this could work. And then after watching the film, I'm like, <laughs> he was literally one of my favorite parts of the film. Like, he knocked it. Like, he literally. Best line run. in the movie. Yep. Uh, and he also has his own Peacemaker series coming out. January 22. Yep, on HBO Max. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm, definitely... I'm going to watch it, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, James said it was like a six-episode miniseries. Eight. 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 Okay. That's, that's, and... I like that. I actually appreciate that. Uh, Disney, on uh, the, the Disney Plus, has shown, like, you know, sometimes just a small run can get everything you need to know out of, like, you don't need to do, like, five seasons of a show to really get the... Because, you know, you push it too far. Like, and so having, like, a small series like that will well, be great. Well, it's also beneficial to them because they're, like, we're doing a mini series, so yeah. we're not doing 12 or 20 episodes, so we can put as much money into it as Yeah, we you can. can really, you know, if you're going to get the same budget, like, you can really do, like, put as much money as possible into the episodes, whereas if yeah. you're doing, like... Oh, we're renewing for another series. We're only going to get like the same amount of budget, but we have to stretch that budget instead of eight episodes, sixteen episodes, and then so every budget gets cut in half then for every yep. episode, and then it's lower quality and lower quality, and yeah. Um, so, so as far as with this interpretation, uh, how would you compare the action? Because I thought this was a really fun action and a lot of good comedy. It struck me a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy sometimes. Yeah, I had heard he had got inspiration a lot from 80s war movies. Yeah. And I could totally see that. Oh, yeah. Specifically in a scene where they were having a duel on who could kill more people. Yeah. I got totally 80s vibes from that. Yeah. I thought Mm -hmm. it was cool, and I thought it was shot really well. Yeah. Uh, Very uh, colorful, too, uh, which is also another comparison to the other one. Uh, But... uh, I also there was also a moment where it was, it's brief in the trailer, but I, it kind of gave me like a Quentin Tarantino vibe because of this choice that he does with the violence involved. Let's just say involving Harley Quinn, uh, which kind of reminded me of Kill Bill, where it went to black and white. Mm. 
And a lot of people thought that was a stylistic choice that yeah. he did, but it was because of so much blood there was, it was going to be an NC-17. It was like, so how do I get around this? Mm -hmm. Oh, put it in black and white. Okay, I can get away with it. Yeah. So, but that's also then a question for me to James Gunn is, was that the case or was that a stylistic choice? Because I know your style is freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I dug it though. I thought yeah. it was cool. Like, I, I, you know, there was a lot of, you know... It, it was fun. Like, that, that, if I give the movie anything, like, it don't even have to like the story or anything. It was just a fun watch. Yeah. And entertainment was hilarious. And, yeah, like, it's extremely violent. But what would you expect? Like, you know, that that's the biggest complaints I see online is, like, the story or something. It's like, it's a movie about a mission of people that are probably going to die. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot you can do. <laughs> I mean, they are called the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And... If you, you know, look into, like, you know, read some of the comics and graphic novels and stuff, it's pretty on par with what, like, you're expecting. Like, it's supposed to be pretty crazy and just over the top because it's a mission that's going in. Like, yeah, that's right. We're going to die. You know, like, whatever. This is a suicide mission. Yeah. They they don't want this to get out and they don't they don't need, like, the big superheroes to do this. Yeah. Well, because it's it's. If you, you know, is this spoiler-free? Right now, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, the ending makes sense and why, but, you know, having like having that situation like that. Well, I, I get to in the spoiler part because it'll be easier to explain mm -hmm. with, you know, to go off that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, I just was like, yeah, I'm... Hoping the story is definitely engaging, and I also like that I grew to act. I know that was the thing of don't get attached. <laughs> you don't know who's gonna die and stuff like that. I was like, but I still couldn't help. There was a couple that I got attached to. I really liked King Shark. I really liked uh, Polka Dot Man. <laughs> I love Polka Dot. I really like you know because he is he's more of the good like again just goes back to appreciation for James Gunn of doing this of bringing in. Villains that are campy and goofy. Mm -hmm. Outcast. And yeah, pretty much outcasts. Almost Z villains. And bringing them in and actually fixing them up to where they need to be to make the character actually pretty funny and cool. Mm -hmm. And he did that with Polka Dot Man. Because normally Polka Dot Man is kind of goofy. Um, I did see Calendar Man in there. Yeah, he does make yeah. an appearance. Like, like, it's very brief, but then they just like, you just see this guy and he has like all the tattoos and stuff and I'm like... Okay, like, you know, nice little reference to other villains and stuff. But that's another one of the weird ones. Him, Clock King, all weird, you know, even Condiment King. <laughs> Ridiculous characters. But bringing them in and being like, okay, they could do this. You know, that's why I say one of the darkest Batman movies ever could be if they brought Calendar Man in and made him, like, more like the Arkham where he's a serial killer mm -hmm. and making it really dark. And making him, like, you know, kill people on certain holidays and have it stretch out over, like, a year up to, like, Christmas or Halloween. Well, the, there's the two-parter long Halloween that has come out. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to watch that one, too. But, yeah, I, I definitely think that they could do something with these little characters that people don't know. Like, I mean, they're doing that with Riddler and the Batman. They made him literally, like, the Zodiac Killer, and he looks dark and menacing, not like Jim Carrey, you know, which, yeah. you know, no hate for Jim Carrey, but... You know, just having, like, a character taken that's normally kind of goofy and campy and just turn them into, like, a cool, either super cool or, like, dark or fixing their character to what they need to be. 
Yeah, not not being ashamed of what. Not being like, talking. haha, you know, he's a goofball, like he's whatever, you know, like the detachable kid. That it looks it looks you know in reference it is a silly character, but you can probably have something really ridiculous with it, like. I mean, I was kind of looking at it going. Yeah, how is this guy good for this battle and right he, here? He made him funny though. Like he he brought it in and made it hilarious. And like yeah. you know, at least he's doing that. He's not just you know being like, oh, this guy's just crap and he's no you know he's useless. Mm-hmm. But that's why I really appreciate I appreciate about Polka Dot Man. Another one that I didn't know anything about was Ratcatcher too. Yeah. And she played a huge role in the movie. I that was probably huge my second favorite. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. like her. Uh, who also had a very surprising uh, cameo of who her father was. <laughs> if oh, yeah. anybody oh, yeah, recognized. I did. I did the first time. And they I showed, think then they showed I him did. The, then they showed him the second time, and you could really tell, but the first time... I, was I like was it just to be... Because, like... Aha, uh, 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 yes. Yeah, so that's that's I, what I thought, but I wasn't like... I, I thought that from the flashbacks that it was a different actor. See, that's when I noticed him. Right well, away. see, because I'm aware of the original Ratcatcher more. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't really going into it, and I was like, okay, like, I'm not really, you know, familiarized with it. But, like, the original Ratcatcher was all right. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and I, I knew she was going to play a big part, though, just because, like I said, when I watched that fandom, like, everyone else is like, okay, here's, like, Pete Davidson. You know, here's yada yada. Here's this guy. And it's like... And introducing, like, with, like, you know, she had this whole, like, segment to herself talking about Ratcatcher 2, and he went on when he was talking before he introduced him, was talking about her, uh, Bloodsport, and then he mentioned Peacemaker, and there was one other that he talked just a ton about, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, obviously these characters are going to be, after, especially after I heard the tagline don't get attached, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, obviously these four people are going to be pretty high up there. Which I mentioned it to Nick earlier. I was like, we could, we should have done like what the guys in the control room were doing where we should have had all the names up and be like putting like, yeah, he's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean. To see, to see how much we would be right. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that I could be pretty accurate. Like, I think I could have probably... Got most of them. I I knew for a fact of the ones that were gonna survive. Yeah, well, I had those. I had a good feeling on just like at least probably a, most of the a handful of like yeah these people are definitely. I had a good feeling on three at yeah. least that were gonna definitely survive, but everything outside of that was just kind of free game. Uh, maybe three or four for me. Uh, I I think I had a majority. There was only a couple that kind of like well, especially one in particular like really surprised me mm-hmm. a lot so like I'll get to that in the spoiler when we start talking yeah. about the spoilers but uh, but I mean if I had to give some kind of criticism and nitpick here uh, let, let's just say that there's a other force that's involved with this plot that it does make sense story wise that they wouldn't get as much time because let's just say they don't have the forces anymore <laughs> but they did kind of feel like yep and now they're there especially at the end part and I was like okay but I also do understand story wise that it does it is supposed to revolve around the suicide squad people yeah uh, 
Harley storyline was a mixture of this feels like this is kind of going on a little long. Honestly, my personal feeling, as much as I love Margot Robbie, they probably could have took her out and replaced her with somebody, and I probably would still love the film. Because she's entertaining. Like, don't get me wrong, there is entertainment value there. But when they would show her, it was always, like, weird segments. Like, you know, like, it was always... You know, like, the first one, like, she just kind of pops up, and she's a little bit a part of it, but then I think it focuses around more Idris Elba's character mm-hmm. and Ratcatcher, too. Like, and I think that's a personalized choice from James Gunn. I think he wants to be like, okay, like, you know, we don't want to just be like, oh, well, you're just copying the first one. Mm-hmm. You're making this a Harley Quinn story. Yeah. And so I think that that's why he made her a little, I mean, she's still pretty in there, but, like, a little more of a side character. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I still really enjoy Margot as the character. She pl- the, if she plays the character perfectly. At, at, as right. far as live action, if you have to make me compare her though to animation, I'm like, uh, <laughs> there's too many voice actresses that yeah. beat her still. Uh, I would even put Kayla Cuoco now rivaling her. She's really good. I can't. I can't. Do that. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess. Before we dive into some spoiler section, uh, can go around and give our like kind of final thoughts and our grade on it, Mister Nickerish. Um, like Damon said, really, really, really fun film. Uh, I I haven't laughed that hard in the movie in a long time, and I really needed that. And uh, I thought James Gunn did a wonderful job with many aspects. Like I said, the the '80s war film, you know, I got vibes from that. Um, he shot the movie really well. I mean, I thought the the uh, choice for actors was awesome. And 99% on point, and I just mm-hmm. really enjoyed the movie. So what would your grade be? I'd give it... I'd give it an A-. Okay. Mr. Gobbler? Okay. I, well, I mean, you guys know how my idea with movies are like, you know. I, I, there's some bad movies I like. Because they're just fun to watch. Everybody kind of does. What do you think and Rotten Eggs is for? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoy, you know, movies that I can just have a fun time with. Even if I can look, overlook a little bit of flaws, you know, as long as it's, mm-hmm. you know, not, like major. But this movie, you know, the flaws were a little less than I expected. Like, I was, you know, kind of a little, little worried going into it just because of what it is. Although I have good faith in James Gunn. Uh, but I, I ended up loving it. I, like... When I can go into a movie and just laugh my ass off and have a good time and just not felt like I've wasted my time going to it. Also a little over two hours. Yeah, and that, that's saying a lot. Like, you know, a little over two hours, and I I was entertained pretty much majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a time where it was, like, setting and, like, okay, like, you know, that's my big problem with a lot of horror movies nowadays. It kind of just, some parts you're just like, okay, like... Da da, da 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 Okay, now we're getting to some, you know, good stuff. This was this constant. Whether it be action or comedy or just having a good time, it was great. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I'd probably give about an A-2. There's a couple little things that, you know, I would have cared a little more for. But overall, solid film. Okay. Uh, yeah, I also appreciated that this was kind of like 
the DC version of Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't want to try to make that, but oh, well. uh, it kind of was because even boiling down to the soundtrack choices. And I love like, the soundtrack. Like, I really do. The thing though that really separates it was the dark humor. I really like James Gunn's dark humor. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I kind of stated I would probably say the beginning and end were probably the biggest highlights. A little bit of a slow parts in the middle, but some of those slow parts also, though, developed into character development, which is what I liked. Uh, and, I mean, like I said, it made me actually ca- actually care about characters I knew <laughs> nothing about. Exactly. Uh so, uh, I would also have to say I'd go A minus too. So all around the overall rating right. is A minus. Yep. So if you enjoyed that, that is our thoughts. So, but now we're gonna dive into some spoilers because I know Damon really had to get them out in order to prove his point sometimes. So if you don't want spoilers, click off now in three, two, one, go, Damon. <laughs> well, you were bringing up like the fact that they have to kind of complete the mission and like. The whole idea of, like, the Suicide Squad is, you know, we don't need these heroes because the heroes have to be the good guys. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, though, like, I think it's a deeper look into, like, just in general the way that a lot of countries work. We don't want our good guys. Like, they would never send, you know, they're not going to send just some random soldiers over to do some shady shit. They're going to send the best of the best because they're going to get in, get out, make it look like we were never there. Yeah. And that's the point of this film (laughs) is... The Suicide Squad is like, look, if you guys fall, you were just there fucking around in the country. Yeah. We had nothing to do with it. That's basically that. I mean, that is kind of how the first one kind of worked a little bit. Um, with when you like, you hear like the dialogue and stuff. Like she's kind of alluding to that too. But in this one, yeah, like I mean, that's pretty much what the, that she's saying is, mm-hmm. if you guys fuck up the mission. You're going to prison forever. <laughs> like, or you're going to you're, die. You're, 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 you're kind of in there for, like, I don't know how long. Yeah, these are guys that are just rogues. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good way to wipe your hands. And that's kind of, that's why I really like Rick Flagg's character. Because he's like, you know, I can't do this. Like, I'm a, sp- I'm a good guy. Like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not trying to destroy a country. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what, you know, I'm trying, like, we're not going to be mercenaries. Like well, we are here to do a mission, and I'm going to complete that mission. Yeah, well, and that and that mission again. We are in spoiler territory. Uh, he is basically willing to expose that the U.S. Um, had something that, to do with unleashing the villain that's going to potentially it's destroy the world. Starfish. <laughs> yeah, Starro. Starfish by the thinker. Yeah, uh, that which again I don't again know co- the comics well. Is that how the thinker usually looks? Uh, I don't I don't really know the thinker all that much. Um, he had random devices. That was, that was cool. I, I thought. I, I think you know that was stylistic wise. It was really cool looking. Yeah, good, but goofy slash colorful. Maybe I I don't know. I, I think the character was played well. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one that really surprised me, like for me, it was like a scream moment. Screams. Michael Rooker's death. Oh yeah. Because, like, I was expecting him to be one that actually went a little farther because, you know, he's a, he's a golden boy for freaking, you know, well, James Gunn. Uh, again, though, like, how many, like, Guardians people are also involved with this? Yeah. 
him, his brother Sean. Like, like I knew Pete Davidson was probably going to die. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay. And, like, Weasel, I wasn't 100% on. I thought it would be, you know, he was going to be the com- comedic relief. But mm-hmm. then I was like, King Shark. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of, you know, things that he, like, I was like, okay. Like, Mongal, I was like, okay, she's probably going to die. But yeah. that's what killed me with Michael Rooker's death. And that's why I say it's a scream moment. Because it was just like, oh, okay. Like, I'm one of, you know, probably one of the bigger stars is, bye. Mm-hmm. Well, you knew it was going to be dark. You were saying on oh, Michael Rooker, Savant, at the beginning when he was, you know, throwing the, the ball <laughs> oh, the and, when he <laughs> the bird. and the damn bird. You're like, oh god, it's going to be dark. And then his death, the bird comes back, or well, a similar well, bird yeah. comes back. Who knows if it was related? And like bites a piece of it off and oh, swallows yeah, it. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Well, I actually really dig the deaths. Like that was like one of the funniest parts. Was like. Seeing all, like, the guys, like, Pete Davidson, of course, he was the guy who just, like, Red. sold them all out. He's like, hey, guys, <laughs> look, it's me, the one who called. <laughs> and then they blow his like, fucking face off. Like, it's, it's time to, uh, you know, get them. And it's like, whoosh, And you're like, oh, Jesus, man. So that was pretty funny. But, you know, and, like, I, I didn't expect Pete Davidson to probably go too no. far. Because, like, like you said, I said, some of these characters are a little too far in the mix. Like, they weren't as I would. Cut. I would say the sh- two shockers for me were Rick Flag and Polka Dot Man. Yeah, po- dude, I, I knew Polka Dot Man was going to be awesome. I, 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 thought, so I, I thought he was going to die, but I was just also like, oh no, I, I really <laughs> like you now. <laughs> well, when I seen him in the tr- like, this is how I knew because when it started showing, like, you know, some of the stuff, like, I was like, okay, like, I have a feeling he's going to, because when you look at the room after, like, they do, like, the meetings, Mm-hmm. And then it shows like all the characters sitting in like the the like boardroom or whatever. Yeah. Then I was like, Polka Dot Man's gonna be a bigger, you know, bigger part of it than what we think. Well, and like the whole like kind of bait and switch kind of thing, like how you said, like a scream kind of moment was like they set up a team of like, like really of, big name stars, and and you were like, oh well, I guess like this might be like you know the first mission. That we see. That's what I was thinking. We we're gonna go, and then you're just like, "Holy shit!" All of them were like going off, going dying. Yeah, that shocked me, but I uh, liked that actually. So uh, you just see we like, ah, nah, nah, and you're just like, oh god. Like, she's like, you you didn't mention he couldn't swim, or it was the it was guy. Rick Flag was like, yeah. yeah, nice to mention he can't yeah, swim. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh nice. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Uh, but then when we got the route, they're like, okay, what was it? Team, was it team one and two or team A and B? That's I think it was question. one and two because I think there were like waves. Yeah. I think it was team wave one and wave two. I mean, and yeah, then they're was... like, then she's like, team two is on the ground. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then and switch then, over yeah, and see Elba and yeah. Shark. Actual, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, so they were, this I is, guess, a diversion. Yeah, this is the one that's going to be centered on. Um. And I guess we can, if we want to, we can now include the other Suicide Squad to talk about. Uh, because also, one of the biggest questions leading into this was, was this going to ignore the previous Suicide Squad movie? Is it a prequel to the Suicide Squad movie, or is it a sequel? And clearly, they established that this is a sequel, because... It's a sequel, but, like, I... like. They mention it without mentioning it. Like, it's very weird. Like, they there's certain parts where they talk, like, 
uh, Harley Quinn talks about it a little bit when she's in like the whole thing with banging the other guy, you know. Mm. She kind of mentions like, oh, I've had like past relationships that are bad, and I thought I deserved this, that, that like. And well, so yeah, I, this is probably also though after Birds of Prey. Too. Yeah. Um, and so like, it definitely there's a lot of. You know. Well, well, but you you got her, you got Rick Flag, and you got Captain Boomerang, obviously speaking like that. You know. Yep, we're. Together again or something. Yeah, like he that. he clearly mentions like, oh hey Harl, like, like, right, yeah, like right away, like when they're getting on the. And so when did like, you get back in prison? <laughs> yeah, so like it's clearly after that, but it's no determining how far after that. Well, also then, also has uh, Davis like kind of going through like the stipulation that you're part of this, like you know the terms. You know that you're getting this thing injected in the mm-hmm. back of your head. Slip something into your head. And it's just gonna, like, you know. yeah, if you don't know anything about Suicide Squad, you're probably going to be like, okay, I got, I have to sink this in real quick because this is actually how this team works. Yeah. Well, at least they, they you know, they do it mostly through Michael Rooker's character. Yeah, they do. Like, when they do Savant, like, they, like, they set it up through him, and then, like, then it brings in, like, after, which... My one uh, complaint I had was, like, there was a lot of jumping around. Yeah. Like, you know, I like free-flowing stories usually. And I don't mind a little bit of, like, flashbacks or something, but, it was like, this happened, like, four times, where it was, like, three yeah. days earlier, a week earlier, eight days after, like, I was like, okay. But I did like the intros to those. That's yeah, they, those they were really cool. Like that the, was well done. The, I will the say the junkyard and the, the fire and all that was actually it was really cool. Yeah, that that was really like I actually enjoyed that, but it was I don't know like that was and you know maybe that was I was okay with it in the beginning because like it kind of showed, but then like when they kept going, I was like oh okay, and then like they did it, like a third time, I was like okay, like I mean probably like the last part, even though as much as I still really like the. They're like eight minutes late earlier. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. It it has linear storytelling. Yeah, and you so. definitely they definitely especially that last one. Like you said, the eight minutes. Like they could have just. I mean, they added they, that scene. They, they well, they could have maybe edited it together, but there also were a number of like, even though it's like eight minutes later, like King Shark has like a sequence. Yeah. That I was just like, was this only a few minutes, or was this eight minutes? The fact, though, you know what, I I just take back what I just said. <laughs> the, the, fact what they, the fact that they made, oh, my God. Uh-huh. The fact that they got Sylvester still and go, yeah. oh, is worth every, every second. That was, I was dying. And more, and they couldn't have found a more perfect person to voice King Shark than Sylvester Stallone. Still, the funniest, the, the scene that made me actually just... Literally cringe over, like literally crying, laughing was when he's like, "I wear disguise," and she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Big mustache," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because then he started holding his hand up his mouth, and I was just dying. And oh god! El- El- Elba doesn't even look. He's like, "Yep, worst mustache guys ever." <laughs> and, then, and then you actually had him though go. Fuck! Yeah, you oh, that's what I thought he said, but I, I was like, okay, I gotta go see that again. The, the, all the sequences of King Shark, it was just... When like, he ripped that 
person. Oh, happened. that was, was like, brutal. That was, oh shit! That kind of that reminded me of a darker Hulk moment. Just yeah, it was like, I just, it, it, it just felt like that to me. Well, after like at the, at the end, after like they defeat everything, and like he's walking, he's like nom nom, and he's like, that's what you're thinking about <laughs> right like now. A snack and then snacks like a head. He's just like, mm. yeah. he's gnawing on a head, and he's like, uh. no, that one's not eating either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there was one part though where I was just like, this could be definitely almost a controversial kind of topic where people would be feeling back and forth, which yeah. was when, uh, towards the end when all those people got mm. the starfish. I, I just say like alien. Yeah. It felt like the face huggers and stuff like that. Uh, and then they start to corral Elba and he starts like shooting them and well, killing them. And stuff. The thing, the well, thing with that is. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the thing, like you see when like uh, they they're in like the laboratory, and like they peel like it shows the starfish peeled off. Mm-hmm. They literally they're they're no longer human. Like they die after that. Yeah, I so, mean that that that's the thing that I was gonna bring up was I'm pretty sure they established that if that gets on you, you're pretty much you're dead. dead. It, it's like in you're just uh, a vessel. Uh, what the hell is the name of that game? It's uh. I I can't even think of it, but it's it's a pretty popular game. But they. When the alien gets on your face, you're dead. Like yeah. I mean, you you, you got to kill them. Like they're they're, they're no longer alive. They've separated their brains out. Like they're things. So I have a feeling that's kind of how it was. It is. Yeah. Like when I was thinking about that at first, I was like, oh my god, he's killing those people. But I'm like, oh well, they're they're no longer people. Yeah, they're um, not them. So like you pretty much just either live or survive. Yeah. Well, just because I I felt like that's like gonna be something that some people are gonna forget. They're they're just gonna start to go. Well, Elba just starts killing like actual like people, even though they got this thing on their face. And I'm like, yeah. Were you really paying attention? <laughs> if that starfish gets on you, you're no longer yeah. a person. Well, a bit a big thing for me. Uh, one of the things that like, you know, I'm already gonna. I already said that Ratcatcher Two is probably my second favorite character. Mm-hmm. Polka Dot Man was definitely number one for me. <laughs> no surprise there, Damon. That he was. So funny. I was just so perplexed because again, I I don't know anything about him. So I mean, things, he is a so, goofy character so, so in the, the comics, but bringing him into this like platform and but the, guy, the, but the things about him, I was just like, what? Yeah, I don't know if that's actually comic. Yeah, like the whole mother thing and like that I mean, was that was funny. creepy as hell. It was creepy and then funny. Yeah, it was so funny when he like the whole team. And <laughs> he's like, <laughs> the point when she was real big, and he's like, yeah. she's a fucking kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's your mother, <laughs> like, huh? He's like, you son of a bitch. He's like, I gotta, I gotta kill her. But like yeah. him puking up the polka dots, and then, like him admitting, like it's basically like he has to do that. Yeah, she infected die. him with a virus. Like, and then he said like cosmic infection, right, or yeah. something like that, which I thought was really cool. That, um, so that's bringing a whole new line to the character because I'm almost positive that that is not something that he is mm-hmm. known for. Normally it's just like polka dot. And then, but the whole idea of like he has that power to control the polka dots mm-hmm. and then he has like the infection that's like creates that like when you see him throw up, <laughs> it's so funny because it looks like a damn rainbow. Well, our friend thought it was he was crapping. It's going to look like at first, yeah. but I was like, like, I'm pretty sure he's throwing up. up. Yeah. I figured he was going to be puking up but colors. That's funny. Like, that's actually a really good way to bring in the character that's cool yeah. that I, mean, I, I really I, enjoyed. I would have been exactly like Elbow when he saw him with like his face like kind of like deformed and stuff, and the colors like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's just a rash. But, but I also did not see uh, 
Elba's character uh, being afraid of rats. Yeah, I was getting ready to bring that up. I love the I love the interaction between him and the rats and him and the rat catcher too. Well, I thought it was awesome. The ending actually was really emotional because like you know when he goes and saves her, and because like they talk about that dialogue of like he he's like you know you remind me a lot of my daughter. Yeah, I'll and that. that was a different take like because that's where i was kind of feeling like they're kind of going for a dead shot kind of vibe here from the other one but then they kind of like establish that uh one it's a little bit more toxic like they don't mind saying fuck you to each other yeah like he i think it's more of an emotional like he's emotionally right it's not like he loves his daughter and is trying to save her thing you know he's like i think he fit like fills as himself as a tumor of yeah. society and he wants nothing to do with her because of who he is because he's afraid that she's going to get hurt so if he's as toxic as possible to try to push her away mm-hmm. then she'll not want to be around him to potentially get harmed and, and not, i think and not and not go down the same and route. i think that's why that's a better like aspect to it because like the will smith thing, like that's too nail on the head like mm-hmm. Whereas this is bringing in, like, a, a more depth to his character. Like, you know, he, he's actually emotional about this. Like, whereas, like, when I got saw Deadshot, like, it's like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Like, but it's still not, like, you know, like, I don't think his daughter is really ever brought up too much in in the movie. You know? Um, his flashback sequence, uh, and then she's kind of hinted at a lot. Yeah, but there's it's never, like motivation well kind of it is because i did want to know why he was definitely afraid of rats and i, I like how you explained that yeah, yeah. Stuck him in a, put, put him in a crate yeah full of like flesh-eating hungry rats yeah like, well wouldn't anybody be afraid of rats at that point <laughs> so he uh you know that but that was a cool aspect with that i think is like you know he brings in um bringing in that and then like realizing he has to save her and that, that scene where she's on top of the building with her dad mm. Uh, right catcher too. That is, yeah, Taika Waititi. I was like, oh gosh, Marvel. All right, sitting there, yeah. sitting there on top of that building, and like you know, realizing he was a heroin junkie, mm-hmm. and like that's why he died. But he was also a genius, and like they're just sitting on top of the building, and they, you know they're they're talking, but like realizing that like the, you know it's a polar opposite of her father, like because Adris was you know financially probably there for his children but like was not a good dad by any means he was not even close to a good dad whereas taika waititi's character Ratcatcher one was a great dad mm-hmm. they just lived in squander because he was you know addicted to heroin yeah um so that like there was like a good counterbalance and so i think you know that that was an interesting play on and i like how they Brought, you know, because if she just showed up and, like, there was none of that, like, I feel like there would be a little less sympathy with it within the character. But, like, bringing those things and realizing that she had this because the rats, the reason why she is the way she is is because the rats kept her, you know, kept her warm when she was cold. And, like, they, they were her friend when she didn't have friends. Mm-hmm. And then what was the name of that? Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian. <laughs> was her little Love rat them. friend. Love them. And like that was that was a big thing was like I, I like that. I like when you're like, Can you get him a beer too? Yeah, <laughs> and he's drink, like yeah. and he's like, Hey, you forgot one for the rat. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, although when I saw like the hordes of like the CGI rats, I couldn't help but think of uh, Henry from Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, exactly. I know exactly. <laughs> I thought the same thing. It, 
He, he couldn't make it past the rats. He's hating uh, rats. <laughs> yeah. uh, a big thing, too. Uh, honestly, I, the whole idea with John Cena's character, the whole idea of peace for anything, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what I have to do. That's actually an interesting idea because peace doesn't always mean great things. Oh. We're at peace, but just because we had to destroy your country, guess what? We're peaceful now. Yeah. Like, and that's the whole idea of, like, you know, uh, the person we were with was, like, questioning that. And I'm like, well, that's why. Because the idea of peace is, it's not always be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes be peaceful by force. And that's kind of the idea of his character is we're going to get peace done, but I'll do anything to do it. By any means necessary. Exactly. Or man, and woman, <laughs> child I'll have to kill. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. So... I wasn't surprised. If I, if too I have much to eat the, the whole beach full of dicks, oh my god! <laughs> For freedom, I'll do it. <laughs> well, he, you know, the the big thing with that is, he, you know, he realizes. Well, when he kind of turns on everybody, which I felt like if, if, if one of them was going to turn on him, I was like, it's going to be yeah. Him. And having you know that character be like, okay, well, he's going to be because. Obviously, we were supposed to be sympathetic towards Dries Elba's character, and, like, there was a lot of similarities, so it was, like, a good counterbalance. Like, we have one that's more sympathetic, but, like, you know, a little less part of the mission. He's just there to do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas Peacemaker's there, I'm here for the mission. Like, he was a very Rick Flagg-ish character, and when Rick Flagg, like, sees him turn on him, he's like, what are you doing? And yeah. the Peacemaker explains to him, I have to keep the peace. That's my thing. You know, well, and also probably, uh, gosh, Amanda Waller probably was. Well, he like, says that he, yeah. he he mentions that like, uh, well, Flag mentions it where he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I knew Waller would put you up to this, and so she, you know, uh, out of all of them, he's probably the easiest one to manipulate. Yeah, well, because he's keeping the peace. Because you can just say, yeah, you do this because it'll mean you're gonna get peace. Yeah, and he gets his peace. Like, I mean, that's. You know, that's what the whole thing is. Like, he, he needs to keep this dry because it'll keep peace because they destroyed that nation and they're technically taken over by a foreign government. Mm-hmm. Well, not taken over, but, like, there was a coup and so the bad people had control of the government at the time. Well, she, like, she mentions that. What's better for peace than a destroyed nation? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, we're taking down a foreign leader or something yeah. or a bad leader. And it's going to be peaceful. So it's like, okay, like, you know, we're meddling and stuff. And that's what uh, the thinker brings up. It's like, yeah, we had our hand in that the whole time. You see that big fucking creature right there? Mm-hmm. That's our doing. Yeah. That's not... This country had nothing to do with it. They're, they have it, but we were the ones who brought it back. We were the ones who tried to manipulate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see, like, there's I like I like that balance within it. Yeah. Another thing I like they did was they they showed uh, Ratcatcher witness uh, Peacemaker killing Flag, mm-hmm. and then she was like sitting there staring. And of course, she grabbed the the drive and yeah. you chased after her. But I, again, I think that was a homage to paying more attention to her and getting her like as you said, being one of the main people in the movie. And yeah, those, she starts with a huge part of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, unless anybody else has anything to add, I feel like we've covered it pretty well. <laughs> uh, we overall, like we said before, the 
spoiler part. Uh, all really enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see because uh, we're we are now entered August, so what we have down the pipeline, I'm still not exactly sure. Overall, I know we still have Dune coming out. Uh, well, let's talk about the loaded next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> three movies next week. Three, three movies yeah. that potentially have. Well, I, I'd say probably one of them has potential for movie of the year, or it's definitely Oscar baitish. I would say. You're talking about Free Guy. No respect. <laughs> respect. Yeah, re- respect has a lot of Oscar baited, which I, I that's not necessarily a bad thing per se, but. I mean, you're going to make a movie about one of the most influential people in music. Well, there's a lot of going to be a lot of Oscar bait like that's you know, they done I, that with all I, the recent I films have, like that. Uh, unless the reviews are so bad that come out from it, I I have no problem that I would put $100 down that Jennifer Hudson is going to be up for best actress be not just because of what her performance might be, but just the fact she's playing she's playing this freaking and like it's just gonna have that kind of buzz. And when it the, came up that she was gonna play, I was like, no shit. Like I said, I was telling uh, some people from work, I was like, you can have no one else to play her. There's no one else physically you can get to play her. She she Not said she said on her deathbed, nobody else can play her. Exactly. Like, literally, no one else can play Aretha Franklin besides Jennifer. You can't bring any... There's just not even, not even close. To, I don't even think... There's just not. Just, you can't. The movie this month, though, I'm the most excited for is around Ian's birthday. Candyman. 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 That I mean, looks, I'm really intrigued by that movie. I, I, I didn't ask you. I asked them to. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailer for King Richard? King Richard. I know what it is, but I never saw it. Yeah. It's... Will Smith playing the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Oh, wait. I think I came across that, but I never saw the title. Yeah, it's King Richard. And yeah. I am very excited for that. That's another film that I'm pretty... Okay, but what I'm going to throw out here that was the weirdest trailer for me, The Sopranos prequel. Yeah, I didn't know I was like, about what? that. You, you knew it, but you yeah, didn't see it. Yeah, I've seen it a couple I times. I it. I was like, I have not, I had not seen it. I was just like, what in the fuck? <laughs> this is well, Soprano. That's like, his oh, son. That's the Tony Soprano, the guy I'm, who played Tony Soprano's son. I mean, okay, but this is also coming off of how long the Sopranos have been off. Yeah. And people varying feelings on how it wraps up. So I'm like, okay. Well, good news is this is a prequel. So, like, you know, like. I don't know. I, I think it looks all right because you're getting a lot of, you know, good stars. Uh, one, that guy, I mean, being, you know, like I said, I'm if I'm not mistaken, that's the guy who played Tony Soprano's son or, like, nephew or something, some very close relation. Um, and he looks very much like a young version of that. So I dig it. Like, I think it looks all right. Like, I don't know. It may I, not be great, but... I, I mostly just think it looks like a stereotypical mob movie. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll see how you know how much it plays into it. Because uh, unless unless Scorsese's name is attached to it, I'm like, uh, I've not seen many mob movies that are that good unless he's attached. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just like you know, it might be a right. There's a you know, I'm really excited for the Batman, which yes. that's next year. Um, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of high, that's just what's within recent times. But yeah, the trailer. What what trailer did I have again? Oh, of our game. Yeah. Uh, 
thought that you had Candyman. I did have Candyman, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if anyone didn't know, we do this little game where uh, we, we pick a trailer, and when we get to the movies, we all sit down, and then we kind of throw up what we want, like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, whatever... And At this point, we could go to almost a ten. Yeah, the, yeah. There was like, nine, there was good. literally like nine trailers. I was like, oh my gosh! Like by the time we got literally like to the sixth one, I'm like, really? Like <laughs> that's a lot of trailers. You know, I know they're bringing in a lot. Like, uh, but I was really surprised. Like when the DC logo popped up, I was like, what is this? And I didn't realize they were playing a, a Batman trailer. I was like, oh! I I knew as soon as the red Warner Brother logo went up, what but it was. It popped up, and then like I I literally keep forgetting that the Batman's a thing. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just it keeps in my head where I'm just like, that was oh, yeah. that was the first time for me seeing it in the theater. Yeah, and that's what I was like, yes. It was a lot of potential. I don't know. Like I saw the the James Bond trailer. I don't know. It yeah, it's it, it's I, I'm not necessarily as interested as I thought it was gonna be. The first trailer I thought like I liked when the first trailer came, but this one I don't know. It's, it's a little different. So. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, pretty much glowing review for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, gonna wrap it up here. Uh, if you guys want to plug anything of yours before we move on, which I know yeah, Mr. Cobbler's not going to do anything. Uh, but you want to <laughs> give any kind of word on out there? I mean, just go watch the go watch the film. You know, or watch it at HBO Max. Like, I personally just like to watch movies, you know, in in the theater. Mm-hmm. But if you have HBO Max, watch it on. If you have a big TV, watch H, watch it on HBO Max. Like, I mean, that's that that's the freedom to have that choice now of watch the, watching that. Like, you have the you know the choice to watch some of these movies that you may not want to pay for, and if you really are critical, maybe spending money at the theater because I know it is very expensive to go to the theaters. Watch it on HBO Max if you have it, you know. Unless you're the early bird, because we then yeah, I mean I that was seven bucks. You know, seven bucks for uh, you know, granted it was four fifteen, but seven bucks is not bad for a movie, especially a movie that turned out to be really good. Mm -hmm. Like I was, it was worth every second to go sit in the theater for you know, two hours or something. Yeah. And there's definitely certain movies you have to go see in the theater. Yeah. Well, like when we went and watched uh, what was that, Mortal Kombat. Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. I mean, like, there's just certain things. You you, I can't watch Godzilla on the screen, like little screen. It just, it's. You can't. It's just not as epic, you know. Yeah, right. It's just not the same. Uh, Nick Wood on Facebook. Nickers underscore Chicken eighty seven on Instagram. Nickers Chicken on Twitter. And uh, yeah, definitely go see this movie. I'm actually going again at around four o'clock to see it because it was that good <laughs> and maybe I'll change my mind maybe I'll like it better so you never know maybe I'll see little things that'll make it up to me uh, you want to find me on the socials I'm at GuyLoloco89 on Twitter Ian Ovec on Facebook and wherever I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh, please help us continue we are approaching 1,000 listens giant milestone do it. Do it. JDI, as Benny says, just do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, we also have some things coming down scheduled this month, so be prepared for those too. So some of them are big and some of them are just fun. So yeah. until next time, see you guys later. <laughs>